people ask a lot of students. What's your major? What are you going to do with it? What will you do with it for the rest of your life? Too bad they're never the right questions. It shouldn't be what's your major, but what do you want to learn? What do you want to change about the world? At Allegheny, you're more than one major, because when you learn outside the lines, you'll discover perspectives you never knew were possible. Allegheny College. Learn outside the lines. Explore the possibilities at mindovermajor.com. So in this... Oh, oh. So in the meeting, um, in the interim review, um, I was really shocked to find out um, that the college had no intention of letting Ash uh, do the practical part of the assessments. Um, as far as Ash was concerned, as far as I was concerned, she was onto the course and would be um, accessing it in the same way as every other student. Um, they were all gearing up to do their first practical assessment after half term and um, basically somebody in the meeting um, said that they had no intention of Ash doing the practical. Um, I asked why, um, as this had never come up before. And they said, she can't. And I, I questioned this. I was like, what do you mean she can't? Ashley has her own horse. She does these things every day. It's a very basic level. And um, they came back with some health and safety issues. Uh, somebody being next to Ash, um, basically, if the, if the horse was to react and Ash couldn't see from a health and safety point of view what that horse was doing, um, then another person would need to be there. Uh, my response was, that's a reasonable adjustment. Obviously, she's entitled to that and you'd need to um, get that sorted out with City and Guilds. Um, they said they had contacted City and Gills and um, I was later to see the email um, that they'd uh, that received back from City and Gills. Um, we, it was quite an emotional meeting. Um, I felt quite blindsided. I'd, I had no idea um, that Ash wasn't going to be allowed to, to complete the course. It's quite patronising to allow somebody onto a course and yet not actually allow them to pass the course. Um, Ash is blind, but she's very able. She's very competent. She's, uh, and she's got every right. We argued in the meeting a little bit where somebody was telling me she couldn't put a head collar on her. She does that every day. I'll give you video evidence. Um, there was a discussion about whether it's safe for somebody who's blind to pick hooves. Um, this, expert felt not. Um, I challenged them um, in their knowledge of working with people who were blind. I brought up the fact that, you know, Ash does this at the RDA and they are experts in teaching people who are blind. Um, at one point, uh, one of the, the staff turned to me and said, well, I've never taught anyone who's blind before. And my response was, so what have you done about that? And she looked at me blankly and I said, because there are people who do know how to do that. And as a college, you have a responsibility to go and find out how to teach somebody who's blind. That's not that's not my job. That's your job. Um, I advise that they get in touch with the RDA, um, which I've since found out they did get in touch with the RDA. The RDA gave them a number of recommendations and I have those emails of recommendations now. Yet the college failed to act on even one of the recommendations given to them um, so I 
guess when you're working with Ask and Brian, when you're dealing with a college like this, you not only have to tell them who to email, but you also need to tell them or get assurances from them that they're actually going to follow the recommendation, that it's not a, a box ticking exercise. Anyway, um, we came away from the meeting pretty distraught. I put in a disability discrimination complaint yet again. Um, the college didn't get back to me in, in the allotted time in their complaints procedure. I was escalating it up to the head. I was ringing up. I let the Senko know almost three weeks after that nobody had responded to me. Um, not even it. I'd never even got an acknowledgement to my email. Um, eventually somebody figured out that they'd sent it to a wrong address. I have no proof of this, but that's what I was told. And then uh, pretty much a month later, I got um, an email back and it was it was a cop out. They weren't going to change their stance. Ashley could continue the, the year. Um, she was going to be doing the theory, the classroom work. She was still allowed on the yard. She was still allowed to be doing everything everyone else was doing. They were just refusing to assess her. Um, in that meeting and in several meetings and emails and conversations since, um, I firstly disputed their doubt that she can pass this course. Um, I've then said, even if she can't, if you're right and I'm wrong and she can't do this course, why aren't you allowing her the opportunity to at least fail? Like you're not even giving my daughter the chance to be assessed, you're writing her off and the only grounds for writing her off is that she's blind and that's just wrong. Um, you know, none of my complaints have really been handled very well. Um, when coronavirus happened, I uh, got in touch with City and Guilds. I was fed up with what I was hearing from the college. Um, they'd said, oh, she can, she can do the course again, repeat the course, and yet were saying, um they wouldn't say yes she can now do the practical assessments so i'm like you know you've already had this girl spend a year of her life doing what she thought was a horse hair course that she'd end up with a qualification she's now spent that year and invested the same time that everybody else has but she's not allowed the opportunity to get the qualification so you know forgive me i'm not going to be jumping for joy if you let her go through all that trauma again because it has been traumatic for Ashley. They've chipped away at her confidence bit by bit. They've, you know, they're an educational provision. And when we talk about equality, that has to be where it starts. You know, when Ash is brought up uh, by me and, you know, her family and told you can do anything anybody else can, um, she has a certain mindset and a certain outlook, which has been completely undermined in this last year you know ash has cried and said why don't they want me because i'm blind and you know she's she's shrunk and it's right. just wrong right it's, it's it's just wrong and you're just you're just a thousand percent correct rachel um i mean look to, to go back in the order that you said things the truth is is that i was i was raised myself in a, I was raised in a very similar fashion um, the belief that blind people can do anything. Well, it's, it's philosophically, it, it's true. Um, and having nothing to do with the situation, 
there are, are two, several things that are critically important. Number one there, the fact is, is that there are limitations in life. Everybody has limitations to, to some degree. The other fact is that really what happens when you're a child, at least in America, is everyone is, everyone seems to be nice to you. And then when you grow up, you discover what it really is, is when you're a child, people feel sorry for you. And when you grow up, people return to their discriminatory nature, which is precisely what this case is. And a, mm. a, a clear cut example of, of, of discrimination. It's just, it's just that simple. Um, and the fact, the fact that I don't really know anything about horses, I mean, I've ridden several times of the, over the years in different capacities, <laughs> sure. Um, that's, for me, that's beside the point. Um, I can still tell that this is wrong. And anyone uh, with 25%, uh, you know, well, and, and, and anyone, anyone who has, a, you know, a tiny bit of heart, a tiny bit of courage, or maybe a tiny bit of brains should be able to tell that this is not, not acceptable. Um, and I, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm shocked and then I'm never shocked. I mean, the UK, at least with me, when I was studying there, um, to from an American perspective, people in, in England um, are extremely aware of the way that others are treated and are and go out of their way to do the right thing. So quite frankly, on one hand, I'm shocked that this is happening. Um, and then on the other, with all the ignorant people we have in society, I'm sadly not shocked at all. Um, it, it is, it is quite, quite bizarre and quite strange. So, um, yeah. Well, I have to echo that actually, what you said about the, um, you know, through childhood, I've definitely had a very positive experience at Ashley's high school. She, um, right. Because she was a child. Right. So, yeah, and my, and, and my point, stuff. my point, right. My social point that I'm making is when you're a child in America, people feel sorry for you. So they, they, they act nice to you, but they really don't care. Um, and then when you grow up, when you get into u university and when you get into the real world, then people just go back to being normal, which for the most part, the vast majority of people are discriminatory. And you only find a couple people who have the, uh, the heart and the, the courage and the intellect to know that that's wrong. So it's, you know, for Ash, for you, obviously it's a critical issue, but the other critical issue is that this is still a problem today. That's, that's the really scary thing of, of all of this, that they're taking someone who loves horses and wants to work in some sort of a capacity. I don't know what the job would be, but there's some sort of a capacity with animals or horses. And then they're taking that person and saying, well, no, we just won't let you just because you're disabled. And, Absolutely. And things like this have happened to me in the past with a couple big things happened. Um, I'm not going to mention them on the show right now. Um, <clears throat> happy to happy to tell you privately uh, and then you you would be shocked and the well, you wouldn't be shocked. Um, um, <laughs> you would say, yeah, yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Um, I've experienced look, I've experienced a couple of things in my life that have been incredibly saddening and in, quite frankly, incredibly disturbing. Um, and what I've had to do is I've had to, um, and, and Ash's case is obviously a battle worth fighting, no question. But at the same time, for me, I've had to pick and choose battles, you know, in life of certain things that you just have to say, okay, well, the, the, you know, the, the, other, the other critical point is if people behave so poorly in society, are they truly worth the time? And in Ash's case, yes, um, it's worth, um, you, know, taking, you know, taking this up as high as this can go, I suppose. Um, 
but the the sad reality is people who are this discriminatory and you, you know when someone you know when someone is this much of an ass they aren't going to change so mm. it, it's like it, yes you're you're right rachel everything you're doing is a thousand percent right and it's going to help and in the end hopefully it helps ash would it help anyone else well only as people have said about my situation only if the other people in the future have Rachel as their mother, because the truth is, unless they have another, another Rachel or another mother like you, who's willing to go through all this effort, then they just keep discriminating. So, it, you know, one step forward, two steps back, as I've said, and this is just a, just an ongoing thing. Um, in, in the end, um, yeah, my, yeah, my mother can tell you a lot, a lot more, a lot more. <laughs> about a lot, a lot more details that have nothing to do with this but yeah i mean really what so are, are you able uh, in in england with how the legal system is set up there are you able to um do you have the option of reporting any of this to some sort of a uh, civil judge or someone in the in the civil uh judicial system of your country to talk a little bit about that yeah so up until very recently i it's been a case of reporting them to Ofsted and reporting them to different, um, you know, for governing our, bodies. Right. For our, so for our, our American listeners, what's, what's Ofsted? You've, so, you've used a lot of British vocab. Most of our American <laughs> listeners won't know what you're talking about. Maybe explain it a little bit more in more detail for, for the so, American. Ofsted is kind of like our governing body for education. So you can put complaints into them and they are subject to inspections from Ofsted. So a complaint about disability discrimination at a college, which currently is classed as outstanding. And yet I've heard from so many other students, other parents and teachers, people within the school have been messaging me to speak about this huge problem that they've got there it's an institutional problem yeah um in terms of your question about um basically suing them um yes yes we do have that and i have been taking legal advice and i'm absolute i'm not just gonna accept them only taking ash you know back and and we have to move forward and i do want to get a positive resolution for ash that's one thing but I also want it to be kind of proven that this is a disability discrimination case. Sure, sure. Absolutely. You have and to be able to, you have to be able to prove this right without with I, I completely support that concept, completely support the idea. Um, and one of the things that was done yeah, in my in my case more recently, or at least I'm pretty suspicious it was done, is that after after some certain things happened. Um, my parents uh, wrote some negative, actually wrote some, I believe they wrote some negative um, or some less than positive reviews about certain people um, in social, on social media. Um, so that might be something that you would, I, I don't know, maybe consider doing. Um, maybe in the future after Ash gets the positive solution, as you say, maybe mm. network with some of these other parents i mean this is this is only my opinion it's not a fact it's my opinion maybe network with other parents and say look maybe maybe you shouldn't send you send your child to this institution i'm i'm certainly not saying that that that's a reason to not do it or do it i'm just saying maybe in general other blind people in england should know that this is a problem and should try to probably avoid these people in the first place 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I, do you know what? That is actually something that I feel quite strongly about. So in the sure. UK, we have some amazing provisions. And what I'm seeing is that um, if that if you are lucky enough to be in that postcode and, and that area where you get to go to that provision, then that's great. You get fair access. But then there's these provisions like Ask and Brian, where they will literally bully and break kids down because they don't want them. They'll take the right. money from the county, but they don't want them. And I've been advised by a few people, why don't you just move her? And there is an argument for that in terms of if I'm just from the, the selfish point of view of I want to protect my child. But at the same time, I also feel an obligation to role model to Ash that when people behave like this, we get up and we fight and, and we. Right. Win. Oh, exactly. Oh, sure. Sure. Without, without doubt, without doubt. Um, okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have to take a, take a short break for one, for one minute. This is Aaron's opinion. Uh, Caroline radio blind advocate radio wherever you get your podcast, because we'll be right back. This is Aaron's opinion with Aaron Richmond, of course, <clears throat> on Caroline Radio, Blind Advocate Radio, or wherever you get the podcast, even on YouTube. Sure, of course, you're absolutely right. You have to fight people um, like this. I'm just saying, yes, you're absolutely right. This this has to be addressed, and this has to you. We we have to follow through. Um, I think in this, in I think the general situation. yeah. I think the general public don't actually realize how common it is because I mean I've been overwhelmed at like the love and support and you know people messaging me like wow I can't believe this this is so wrong how can they do this whereas it's only people who are living it that realize you know I've had so many young people message me saying they've had the same experience and so many parents messaging me saying my <clears throat> kids had this same battle and um you know I, I set up the Ashcan page where people can go on and share their own stories of, of what's happened to them as well. And sure. I mean, and obviously- by the, Oh, and, and by the way, about that page, while I think of it, please please be sure to send that to me. Um, number one, number one, my mother would like to see that page. Number two, so that when I publish this um, uh, episode, I can put that in, in the description of the videos if you would like, so other people can find out about that. Yeah, oh, I would that'd love, be amazing. I'd Thank be you. more than more than happy to do that for you. So yes, and the other, the other question, I mean, I, th this would just bring up for me, this would bring up literally a thousand questions. The other question, um, just in general, um, have you spoken to any sighted students who have been to this institution? I, I would ask if I was looking over this case as a, as a judge base, as a simulated judge in this 
situation. I would want, I would, the question that I would ask is what have cited people said about this institution? Because if they're making this big of a fuss, this uh, uh, big of a kerfuffle over, over a horse class, how do they treat cited people in the other classes? Um, I mean, th that's kind of what I would want to know. Are, the, are, do, is there, are there other problems with this institution um, in addition to all the other problems that they're putting on Ash? Would be a good I... question. Yeah, do you know, um, I've heard from, from many other students with varying different disabilities, um, but I've also heard from um, people who've experienced racism. Um, I've had a particular staff member who I won't name, but somebody in student services, I've had several students raise her name and tell me that she uh, will tell students that there is no such thing as bi people, that you can't be bisexual. Um, she has dismissed um, all sorts of appeals. I feel like, yes, there will obviously be great staff in there. You know, Ash has worked with great staff in there, but I think on an institutional level, um, there are serious issues and I'm actually gonna be writing to the college this week. To, to see about if they will open themselves up to an independent review. Um, and <laughs> I, I want them to then publish the recommendations of this investigation. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I really want to keep pushing because I, I do think oh, there's great. an awful lot going on. <laughs> and you are, by the way, and you have, um, and I'm giving you permission. Um, you may certainly use this podcast um, as uh, uh, testimony, uh, evidence, um, you're, I'm giving you permission to share this podcast. So you're more than welcome to share this episode. Um, because uh, as, I, as I explained on Messenger, um, certain things that have happened to me in my life, I'm, I just turned 29 now, but certain things that happened maybe six or seven years ago, I'm still, I'm still angry about it. So this is the type of thing that I want to talk about. So if you can, you know, share my voice, share this episode uh, with other people who are in the same struggle. Um, I mean, I would, I, I, I would, I would appreciate to basically, as we say, have, have my stick in the fire, because this is, this is an issue that is, that is important to me. Um, as a Ab successful as a successful American and blind person, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Absolutely. quite 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 <laughs> angered by all of this. And, Aaron, I just, I, yeah. I want to say like I can't believe how much how many people and I mean you're over in America to to have you reaching out is and and I have to say I've really loved our communication. You are funny and you are a role model and what I found is from this horrible negative experience actually you know there's kind of almost been this like networking where because ash follows everything i play her everything you know ash is hearing from these inspiring people like you who and who are essentially a role model to her and there's You're so very many kind other so kind thank you exactly yeah 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 pre yeah precisely and that's exactly what my dream for aaron's opinion was was to help one person and then help a million others basically so but also also, I want my opinion about the, as I said, the, the philosophical stuff, about the way that this discrimination, this is just another example of, of society's immaturity and society's, I guess, ineptitude to, to, to move forward and to be successful. 
And it's really, it's it really the, the, the fact that we have to have this conversation concerns me just as much as the fact that it's happening. The fact that we have to talk about this silly stuff. This to me should be something that should never have to be discussed on a podcast because it shouldn't have happened. So it's, it's, it's really, it really, it really boggles my, it really boggles my mind, you know, and it, it just, it just makes me, it just makes me wonder, um, y- you know, how, how do these, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. How do these universe, how do these colleges and universities, how do they find some of these characters that end up on the payroll? I mean, nothing personal, but you know, if you're, if you're just going to be, you know, if you're just going to be that much of an ass, could, could you just, <laughs> could, could you just go work somewhere else, please? You know, See, maybe I'm... in a factory where you can just be in an assembly line and just yell at other people over machines, something else. But don't, don't just, don't just work at a university and take advantage of people with disabilities or people who are bisexual. Just don't do it. Just no. Don't. I oh, see. I am going to be personal. I'm going to. I am going to say, you know, I work in education, and I work in education. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what did you? I'm oh, yes. Passionate. And what did you? And me too, by the way. When I'm not podcasting, I'm an online English teacher as a second language. That's a bit of a long. Oh story. wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. But, but what? But what have you done in what? In general, what type of things have you done in the education field? So I've, uh, my background is behavior. I've worked in uh, some behavior units, you know, kids who, um, who faced a lot of struggles. Okay. And... So the, so, okay. So that one sentence that proves that everything you've said in this entire podcast has to be true because someone who worked with behavior problems should be able to tell that these people are misbehaving and don't know how to behave. Okay. That kind of, so that kind of, I, I, I hate to tell you, but that kind of just would just make me seal the deal. I basically, after you say, if, if you explain everything you've said, and then if you explain your background at the end of it to a judge, they should just basically say, yeah, you're right. This is discrimination because you basically proved it by that entire, that entire statement. All right. <laughs> so you worked with, um, so t- tell us a little bit more about that. Go, go, go ahead. Yes. So, well, I mean, I, I've worked with behaviour. I'm currently working in um, a secondary school now. I'm a, a year manager, so that's a pastoral role. Um, and for me, I work in education because I'm passionate about getting positive outcomes for young people. And I do not understand anybody working in education whose attitude to disability is the kind I'm seeing from this college and you know I actually do think either they change or get them out you you have an opportunity to to change your mindset to change your outlook but if not get out because education is where is is where people go to learn and and for me not only are that college discriminating against my daughter they're actually setting the example because everybody in Ashley's class everybody in her year group is watching what they are doing and they are in a position of authority you know they're an education provision and they're telling every student in there Ash can't and that is that is fundamentally going to feed into society you know this is our next generation of kids who are seeing who are witnessing it and and what that effect is going to have you know it filters out and it's got to start you and i both have the same vision don't we in terms of what we want to change and it's got to start in education definitely yeah 
without doubt. Um, and the yeah, and that's really the, that's really the other problem is that other people will start to emulate all this bad behavior. Um, and uh, you know, and it's 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 very hard to get people removed from these types of institutions. Um, yeah, and in and in America, we have a very serious problem, basically a system of of tenure, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with that. Where in in the states, people in the education field really can't; many of them cannot be removed from their position. Um, so uh, what you what you end up with usually um, are a lot of people that are just not very good at their job, at very least. Uh, many, many of them, many, many, many of them have a very, very, very hard time doing their job. So that's, that's really the problem too, is if, if you know that you aren't going to be fired, you know, you, people just don't want to try. And that, then it attracts people who are not good workers, not good people to begin with. So. It's just a never, never ending cycle. One of the things is that we, in the States, we have to end the tenure system. Um, yeah, I can, I can see how that leads to a lot more problems, definitely. Yeah, because it creates a system where people don't have to try. So then they just get stuck and then you're stuck with people that really don't, you, you get stuck with people that really don't wanna be there and then the students get stuck with the teacher who doesn't wanna teach. And this has been an ongoing, ongoing thing. Uh, in uh, in in the states, at least. Is that something people are trying to change then? No, because in the states you really can't change things. Um, it's very 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 difficult. Um, my case, uh, it gets us way off topic. When you when you when you talk when you talk to my mother, I, I, I ask her about what I ask her about um, my my case and my situation. She'll probably be more than happy to tell you. But it's very hard to sue. Um, institutions. Um, it's just our, in America, the American justice system makes it very difficult for the common citizen to sue an institution. Um, you, if you do it, you have to have support or backing from a major, you know, advocacy group, usually. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very unfair. Even in America, we have, we have, Here's here's my guide dog. Speaking of things, okay. <laughs> now you're on the okay. You're on the podcast here. You need to not bark. All right. I'm gonna give you a chance. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. You're fine. All right. Thank you. Um. Yeah. She just lied down. So yeah. The the American justice system makes it very difficult for common people, the citizen, to sue um, an institution. More often than not what we see and what my mother sees in the advocacy work that she does is we see a lot of parents who just are not like you who are just not willing to follow through because they know it's just too difficult and they just you know they just get beaten down by the system year in and year out um and it's a it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem um the schools are getting worse and worse and fewer and fewer blind people in the united states are attending university so, and then of course, and then I work, right? And then I pay taxes. And then some of that money goes to support some of the blind people who are either unable to work, won't work, lost interest in work, you know? So, I mean, it's pretty personal to me. It's pretty, it's fair, it's a fairly offensive issue um, because in the end, we're gonna have a system and a society where the blind people who went to university are gonna be taking care of the other blind people who couldn't. 
So it's it's a major it's a major issue in the states, without any doubt. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, in America, we get money like you know once a month, you know, like uh, social, you know, like a welfare similar to welfare. We get something like that once a month. And, yeah. the, and then we have a lot of people who, you know, take advantage of it and, and, th- and things like that. So that's a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother crisis, a whole nother, a whole nother situation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, isn't there? <laughs> without, without doubt. So with basically with the remaining uh, 15 minutes, um, what, I mean, so, so specifically what job does Ashley want to do with, with horses? So um, actually one of the positives that have come out of um, this whole situation is quite a few people have been in touch with um, possible job opportunities Mm. um, that she could um, pursue. One of them is um, horse massage. So there is um, the leading guy in the UK for this particular type of massage. And I won't try and say it because it's Chinese and I I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, yeah the the leading guy in the uk is actually blind um and this is something ash is really interested in um but i mean she's only 17 and and she she, what she knows for certain is she wants to work with horses she knows there are avenues she can take but um you know first of all we have to get the important thing of uh getting her the qualifications she wants to get so um there are yeah she's definitely got a few things she's very excited about wonderful so good so good so yeah and that's the other thing i mean obviously if someone in the audience has this degree it would be it would be overly obvious to them but to me um i studied international studies so it's not obvious to me what what would what is like so after ashley completes this course like, is it a degree? Is it like a certificate? What, what does the course um, license her to be able to do? So this is really um, an access course. So it's the it's kind of like a, a foundation level, and then mm-hmm. you can add different levels on top. So she would um, she's hoping to go on to do level two, um, and then from there there are different options she could go down. But um, it's kind of a, a first qualification that she gets following leaving school and then um well, you just keep building on them really i see until you get a job working um in this field whether it's the the massage as you said or maybe some other type of job within the this um i guess equestrian i guess uh field yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely there's I mean mm-hmm. there's lots of options she's um she went to meet a lady who's doing um who's looking to bring guide horses over to the UK so I believe that you've got some guide horses in in the US but we've been watching for years to see whether it would come over to the UK and um yeah that might be something Ash would be interested in getting involved in or horses are used in therapy a lot as well that's another um, a possible avenue she could explore in terms of, you know, using horses um, to uh, either with the elderly or with disabled or with children. Um, there's there's a lot of possibilities that that, that appeal to her. Um, mm. that, yeah. Great, great, lovely. Um, so has has Ash taken many uh, holidays overseas? Yeah. So we actually. Um, uh, Ash and I both go to Portugal. We go to um, 
Albathera as often as we can because there's a, an amazing riding school out there who have totally embraced Ash and she has a favourite horse out there, Gabby, um, whose owner Karen is just amazing and we try to do um, a riding holiday every year or every couple of years and the staff there are amazing, we love them. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're hoping that lockdown will lift so that we can get to go maybe back into this year yeah yeah uh, with the i i think with the i recall with with with, with the brexit thing that affected the uh, england standing in the eu but i think probably you can get in still get into portugal fairly easily now nowadays yeah 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 yeah, yeah that, that that would be good maybe someday ash could could maybe work in portugal um work at you know with these people who really who really care and really want to, as you say, really want to embrace her. I mean, a lot of it is you kind of have to obviously address this, you know, and, and, uh, until, and address this until you get the end, the, the outcome you want, but also um, you kind of, you know, Ash will find out as she starts to work and go through things that you also have to find out what what people are you supposed to be around? You know, you kind of have to surround yourself in the right environment from in 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 the first place. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> it can't all be a battle, can it? Sometimes you have to be like, these are my people. This is my tribe. These are the people that can see who I am. Right. Um, and find those people who will accept and 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 give her the the grounding to to shine and be who she wants to be. That's. Precise, precisely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. Yes. Um, well, that's that's all all really good. Has Ash um, ever participated in uh, in Travelize? By the way. No, she hasn't. She's done. Um, she's been on a. Do you know Victor? Is Victor in in America? Uh, I, the, I don't know. There's a charity in the UK that um, uh, does holidays for um, children. Um, uh, well, it's what age was it? I think it was 14 to 18. And so she's been abroad with them. She went and did like this historical um, trip um, out in Poland and going out Auschwitz. Mm. So that was um, with other young people. And mm. I think she'd definitely love to do more holidays with them post 18 as as they continue for for young people and um yes that's what you tell me about so what's this i've definitely heard of this this other holiday place what, what's it called Something yeah, yeah 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 travelize yeah um is that where you have a guide or kind kind of kind of um yeah they're they're the organization that's based in leeds um and <clears throat> Or I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, they're based in Leeds and they form travel groups of half sighted um, people, like half the group are sighted people, the other half are blind people. And they like travel in a big group to different interesting locations all over the world. So I've done um, three holidays with them. I did Amsterdam, I did uh, Swaziland, and I did a riverboat cruise where I took my sighted brother as a guide on it. And he really, he really enjoyed that. 
Um, so now we're just waiting for them to open up again so they can keep doing trips, but it's a lot, a lot of fun. It's a really, oh, wow. um, Leeds is just on our doorstep. So I'll definitely have to look them up. Well, it, well, you can, you can even, you don't even have to be standing on your doorstep. You can, you can look them up while sitting right there in your, in your, in your living room. You're there, they're on Facebook <laughs> or, or any, or anywhere or anywhere. They're, they're on, they're on everything. Um, and it's really not what people think. It's really not sighted people like pulling blind people through destinations. It's not like that at all. Not remotely. It's just a big group of people, usually about 20 people. Um, half and half you know 10 blind usually 10 sighted and you just go and it's like an all an organized tour with with extremely action-packed itineraries where it's like a 12-hour itinerary there's not a breath of you know there's very little downtime so it's a very action-packed a very active tour and someone who's you know sounds to be very active and outdoorsy like ash she would probably love it um oh definitely she might have now i have no idea about this you might have to be 18 but i'm not i'm not even sure um but i would i, I as an american blind person i would highly recommend them and i'm not even british so i think it's it's a british company that i would support <laughs> all the way in america so they must be good and and plus as you say they're right on your doorstep so you, it's easier for you to support them so absolutely you, you can you can easily easily look that up but I, I i sincerely hope that they get back get back into the swing of things in a couple of years and that they do a couple couple of holidays yeah i don't know for me um for me i'm i'm i mean i i speak french so french is my second language so i love going to france or anywhere that speaks french but i'm also fascinated by um greenland um iceland faroe islands you know the arctic world so i hope that someday they'll do an, an itinerary that at least in, includes some arctic adventures or something like that i know they've done finland but it's kind of like I'm looking for more isolated Viking kind of world where there's some old settlements. I also love archaeology. So, um, oh, cool. yeah, and I've, I've been I've been to Poland, um, you know, I've, I've not with Travelize. I took another organized trip um, to Poland uh, to go to um, uh, Auschwitz in Polish, which in German is Auschwitz. That's that's why they call it Auschwitz, as in Auschwitz in German. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been there, Austria, really, um, all over Europe. And then that couple places. Oh, I really want yeah. to go to Austria. That sounds, is it, is it yeah. lovely? Um, actually it was not my favorite place. Um, okay. everyone there, the thing with Austria is if you cannot speak German, there's not really much to do. And they, um, I mean, they're, they're extremely kind, but it's just not as touristy as some of the other places. It's more about studying long-term there, maybe living there long-term, but it's not, it's not really a tourist trap. Um, and uh, almost okay. no one wants to speak English or, I mean, they wouldn't even speak French. So I don't know, there wasn't much, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't much, wasn't, no, no, it's not my, pro people can't speak French. It's not my problem. It's an easy language. I don't know why people can't speak French, but apparently the people in Austria won't speak it. So I don't know, there's not much, not much to do. <laughs> Not much to do. Glad you're so entertained by all of this. And I hope that this episode um, inspires people. With the remaining three minutes um, before I end the recording, um, I'm going to give you three minutes to basically give a give a ending and some ending words of hope and inspiration. 
And um, basically this was Aaron's opinion and I'm glad that you enjoyed this episode, but what are your words of inspiration? Um, I guess um, my outlook on everything that's happening with Ash at the moment, um, uh, I want to focus now on change, on what people can do, on, you know, uniting people within a community um, really and give a platform where people can use their voice to demand change. Um, certainly within the UK, um, I believe that we can do this. And, you know, um, I believe that, you know, the general public are essentially good and that they, this is a cause that they believe in. Um, and I really hope that, um, you know, Ashcan, which is essentially a story of just one girl and one college, I really hope that it can lead to, to more change and, in, and inspire other people to take action. And, um, you know, I, I want in Ash's lifetime that uh, there's a dramatic change in attitude towards um, people who are blind and people who are disabled. Excellent. And I look forward to be able to sharing that that page. Is that just a page or is that a group, by the way? So, yeah, it's a page. I did do a group next to it, but I didn't really know which one to do. And so people started posting on the page. Oh, so. oh no, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, no, no, no. Do, no, do the group because my mother wants to join the group. So do the group. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not socially, social media savvy yet. So I'm learning as I go. <laughs> right. So, right. So we're, so we at Aaron's opinion on the other side of the pond, we're helping you. So I'm telling you, if you, if you do a group, um, then people can continuously share experiences and you can do group calls and you can have meetings with all the people who have been affected by this problem. So yeah um my advice my advice is keep maintaining keep maintaining both of the both of those pages a page um a group you should you should obviously have your own podcast ash should have her own podcast so that she can talk <laughs> about these issues um <clears throat> in this case um on a very odd note very very strange thing to say in general um i i don't really interview children um for all the American paranoia. However, I would like to extend an invitation to you that if, if Ash would like to come on to this podcast, um, and if you would like her to come on, she is more than welcome. I would be willing to make an exception and allow her to come on to this podcast as a guest to share her story, um, if that's something that would interest her. Because I think, I think that's important, and I can predict that listeners of this program would actually want to hear from her um, and yeah. want to hear it from her perspective. So, you know, I would say think about that. If that's something, you know, you would be open to, if that's something she wants to do, she's, um, you know, she would be more than welcome um, as, as a guest. And basically that's almost all the time we have today. All right. Okay. So, Thank you so much. Thank you. You are, you are, oh, you are always welcome here. <laughs> I will certainly, um, well, let me just let me just end the let me just end this episode by saying that this is another exciting edition uh, of Aaron's edition of Aaron, of Aaron's opinion uh, podcast for blind people. We spoke about a lot of interesting issues today. Caroline Radio, Blind Advocate Radio, or wherever you get your podcast. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now a low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. 
You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions, like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.